Hello. Welcome back. This is Blurred Life with my wife. Oh, oh my, my God. God. Where have we been? Um, just living life and adulting. We got another podcast. I know. I know. The original. The one it, that got the, us our yeah. other gig. Like, yeah. holy crap. And we were just like, <laughs> bitch, I'm moving on up. Look, we've been... Um... You neglectful know, i yeah. guess i don't even want to go through the whole spiel of you know we're gonna put ourselves on the schedule and we're gonna we're not more, blah, blah. <laughs> like we just, we just gonna have to do it because i feel like every episode that we have done prior to this that was also sporadic was like we really gotta do better and this is our first live and blah 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 so we're back <clears throat> again um you know we do you know we'll do a little where have we been what have we been doing um i'll start with me since you know i'm the gemini and i like to talk and i might as well just get out of the way um well, well, I bam, really, babe, what's your name do, do the people oh, know us sorry like, yes because it's been so long i just figured like y'all would just come back and know me i'm courtney and i am here with my lovely husband marshall yo um so blurs were both of them blurred li- or we're both of them we both are them yeah yeah uh so blurred life and i'm the wife yeah so you know with me um so screw record scratch uh i bet you're wondering how we got here <laughs> um so yeah i mean just been adulting um working working a lot a fucking lot um but i'm not really mad at it uh i've started or kicked off my year with my experiences slash brunches um we're actually going to do our first brunch together yeah on sunday at a cool place it's called if you're in the philly pa area philly suburb areas it's a place um called thirsty dice so they do a um semi bottomless mimosa they only give you six which like only that's still a lot but bottomless ish is what they call mimosa so you get six um and then you have like your brunch stuff but they also have this quote-unquote library just full of all these board games and you can have brunch and play fucking board games thought it was so cute um i follow this girl on tiktok uh her name is kaz and the city and i think it's c-a-s-s underscore and the city yeah and she just goes around at all these brunch spots and stuff like that post videos um very enlightening pretty much almost all the brunch spots that i've been to in the city uh and around um have been recommended by her additionally she has very fucking good taste especially in cheesesteaks because she likes paganos yeah so besides like marshall and his family i haven't heard anybody else that i've met up here there's like totally into paganos i know there's a lot of people that are but like just randomly she is so um she comes highly recommended you should follow her great brunch spots every place that i've gone to that she recommended has been fire so yeah. that's what I've been doing. I'm also kicking off this year of like taking myself out on dates and stuff too. We went to Tennessee. Um, so we've just been having a funky good time, like experiences. Yeah. Yeah. You know, um, we haven't, we haven't seen y'all talk to y'all since our Shang-Chi review. Is that right? Yeah. That oh, was shit. the last episode of BLMW whatever the acronym is <laughs> but yeah so we've been you know we've been busy new year uh my birthday passed courtney's birthday is coming up now and uh we've been doing a lot of fly shit what are we doing today um two two main things and you know whatever tangents come from them and or between them uh. but i recently finished horizon forbidden west one of my most anticipated games of the year 
uh, that was actually for last year, but it had got um, delayed into this year, February. So I actually just got the platinum on that. I finished it. I would love to talk about it. Give my review. And then we will get into our The Batman spoiler cast. Mm. We saw it. Um, and some really cool announcements for some collaborations that we're going to be doing and where you guys can find us and get more content as we do. So, I mean, do you want to just like roll into it? Do you want to talk about, uh, uh, Verizon? Mm. (laughs) (laughs) Verizon. Verizon Uh, that is not a plug for them. It is not. It is not. Although they do provide us semi, uh, reliable internet. So I am not. Oh yeah, I guess so. So they were the vehicle for you to be able to play partially one of the vehicles for you to be able to play Horizon. Yes. Which, by the way, I'm gonna just interject this in here now, uh, since we are talking about spoilers. Um, I heard and you confirmed one of the villains is voiced by Angela Bassett, which I was like, okay, girl. Yes, yes, and she Get did amazing video and games, um, voice acting. She was. I, 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 I'm pretty sure that she did some, some, um, some physical acting as well because her mannerisms are just like down her facial expressions are like of the character of the character is definitely her who did the mocap i think okay um so i'm i was really excited for that she wasn't in the game enough but we'll get to that we'll get to we'll get to my thoughts uh courtney didn't watch me play this game no i've been Um, reading a lot too yes but uh, i did tell her the the basic rundown of the story so this is the um forbidden batman spoiler cast you guys because we'll be talking about horizon forbidden west and the batman and our movie going experience and and whatever else the hell we feel like talking about because this is indeed our show so i'm gonna I hope that you guys are comfortable i'm gonna throw in a little tangent there also because like totally buried the lead mm. um we also went to the harry potter experience at the franklin Institute, yes which was oh, so fucking fun yeah. Um, I think it's still here until like it's the end of April. The end of April. So yeah. if you guys want to go, I mean, the tickets are a little bit expensive. They're like forty five dollars, right? Um, but it's I feel like it's so worth it. It's definitely worth um, it. Um, because it's got like all the props and stuff like that. The original props. Let's from the start movie with that. Stuff. Let's okay, start with so, that. Yeah, look, yeah, yeah. The so, Harry Potter experience at the Franklin Institute in Philadelphia. Yes. So so fun. Um, like I said, so I think as soon as we record this, we're putting this out. So y'all, if you want to do it, if you're um a Harry Potter fan. I would definitely go if you're on the East Coast because this is going to be the only yeah. um, experience See if you can uh, make on the your East way Coast. Because I think after this, um, someone they was telling us they're going to like, like Kansas Ohio City or, or Idaho like or some yeah, shit like that. Like yeah. they're going to the Midwest. So um, it's here until the uh, end of April. Um, it's just, it was amazing. Like yeah. just kind of going through and like. So, so, all right, let's, 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 let's walk through, right? Let's, let's, let's rewalk through our walkthrough okay. come on okay. that, that'll give us the best way to to kind of explain uh so we get in there right and uh we get in line and they give us these wrist bracelets. well yeah well you get well you get um wristbands just for the franklin institute so if you pay to go to the harry potter experience voila you also are able to just go to go through the franklin institute for any of the other like rooms and stuff like that they have so you don't have to like leave immediately right and then after you get we those <laughs> 
Yeah, well, because like we we came to see what we came to see, right? Um, so after you get those, then you get into a secondary line, and you get these like little bracelets that have these um these little snitch like little card things on it, mm-hmm. and essentially you use those um as you go through. They have these little like glo- golden snitch like little um touch pads, discs, kind of yeah around yeah. where you can touch your bracelet to it. And it recognizes you because you, you register um, and you get all your stuff or whatever. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I'm, I'm assuming he has a little computer chip in it. So yeah, you it's register, got some you tap it on the little register thing. You pick your house, you put in your name, you pick, you know, the wand. The only thing I didn't like about that with the wand thing was they had a set of wands to choose from. Um, and this is digital. This isn't like you don't get yeah, a physical right, wand right, like right, you right, want right, when you right. got to buy one. But um, so you have a set of wands to choose from. So there's like. Um, Newt Scamander, Dumbledore, Harry Potter, Hermione, Ron, uh, Lord Voldemort, um, I think a couple other people, but you only have a couple to choose from. So I chose Hermione's at first, um, and then I changed over to, I think, Newt's, because um, you can change when you start yeah. doing the experience if you want to. Yeah. Um, just for, because I was like, I don't know which one I like the best, whatever. But anyway, so you choose all that. You choose your house. You choose your Patronus. Um, and then you take a little picture and you're able to go through. Yep. And as you're walking through, you have these little like discs with a golden snitch where if you interact, you get house points. Yeah. So me, of course, I mean, did anyone have any doubt? I chose Slytherin. No, not at all. <laughs> um, I, I indeed knew going in that if we had an opportunity to choose our houses, you would be very Slytherin house loud and well, proud. Well, we already know who, what Marshall chose because, you know, cliche. I will say when I was young and, you know, naive and, and starry-eyed, I was <sighs> like, oh, I think I'm a Gryffindor. But as I matured, I was like, nah, girl. I, but it's not even about like I am a Gryffindor. Like I guess so. I told I told Marshall if I pro- if I wasn't Slytherin, I would probably be Ravenclaw. But I'm Slytherin through and through. I I Tried display all of the Gryffindor qualities. Yeah, uh, like pride, like pride, which comes and, before the fall, and, and bravery and truth. Uh, okay, thank but you. you're also ambitious. Ambition is in. Slytherin. Well, you know, sometimes houses mirror each other. The hat had a hard time with me, but he uh, he he led me right. Yeah, you know, my Patronus is a swan, though, which was funny because I found that out after I used to have this recurring dream when I was younger of um, me turning into a swan. So when I got that as my Patronus, when I did the little um, test, test yeah. on, I forget what that website was that everybody goes to. Um, I mean, it's Pottermore. Pottermore, yes. Yeah. I was like, oh, girl, y'all are for real. This is like straight up divination. Yes. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And my Patronus is an Asakat. So that makes a lot of sense because. You're a cat guy. I'm a cat guy. <laughs> I'm a cat guy. Yeah. So uh, so we went in there and, you know, where it's a small line or whatever to get actually into the first part of the exhibit. But then when they lead us in. They're like, everybody, come on all the way in, yada, 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 and then turn around and say, okay, well, uh, interact with this space. Because it's like a big room, and it's like it's projectors of the Marauder's map. Mm-hmm, basically, and when you tap it, your name pops up on like a little scroll, kind of like on the Marauder's map, where yeah. you can track people, how their name's moving around. Um <laughs> I was one of the last names to pop up by the time we got over there. Unfortunately, Marshall's name didn't pop up on there. 
I don't know if I was hitting the thing right. Ever. She is. Yeah, she didn't tell us until no, the end. you did and it we right, was, but it was just we was in the front, and of then time. she told us to go all the way in towards the back of the room. So <laughs> all of the other people that came in after us, they had got to scan their little things before. I was like, well, shit, we could have just stayed in the front of the room. But she was like, either how way. are you? How are you? How are you? Do you yeah. have a wristband? Yeah. Well, if you don't have a wristband, you can't get in. That's a TikTok reference. If you get it, I love you. I can't mess with you for the free. You got Crocs on. If you get it, you're that girl. And if you don't, you're not that girl. Um, so then we go into an area. We go into an area where they have, um, this is like the, the ultimate common room, right? Uh, there are, this is like a circular space with all of the houses around <clears> us. <throat> mm-hmm. And it's like the, the house insignias. And then you go in and there's like some actual, like, um, movie props from mm-hmm. each house. So they um, had like costumes and stuff like yeah. that. So when we went into the Slytherin area, which we went into first, because obviously, okay. um, I must be appeased first. All right. Uh, so <laughs> we went into the Slytherin area and we saw like Draco's costume. We saw, um, you know, our, our boy, professor Snape's costume. Yeah. We saw, uh, Lucius, Lucius, Lucius Malfoy's costume. Ah, It'd have been funny if they had his lace front up there. I'd be like, <laughs> you like this shit is iconic. I know. One of, like one of the best movie lace fronts. Like yeah. they they had the budget. Oscar Isaac, or not Oscar Isaac, Jason Isaac. He's a fantastic. Actor. I'm about to say definitely not no Oscar Isaac. Daddy um, as Lucius Malfoy. Nah, look. like he, you know, he could work in the beard and stuff like that, but he didn't work in the ice blonde bust down. You the right. ice down. You're the right. ice down. It was, it ice was, blonde it, twenty. It, it was a slip middle of part. the <laughs> But either way. He was a um, bad bitch. So we uh, went in there, took a whole bunch of pictures of the house insignias and stuff. Of course, we went to Gryffindor uh, second. And then we checked out Ravenclaw and Hufflepuff. And it was it was just real cool just seeing like all of the Oh, yeah, uh, and Gryffindor, they had the, um, and, the Sword of Gryffindor. Yeah, they had the Sword on, of Gryffindor uh, in there. Um, and then... There was the classrooms, right? So they was had it this... the classrooms first or the great hall? We went through the great oh, hall. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. We and went they through had the, the hall. hanging. Um, they had the uh, floating, but really hanging. Um, candles, candles, and like a faux like great hall tables or whatever. Mm-hmm. So that was cool. And then like the like the imagery changed for like the seasons. Like I seen Halloween go by and like Christmas and all the great hall accoutrement were uh, all in there. Um, we didn't see any house elves, uh, so I don't know how all that stuff was happening, but uh, probably from house elf magic. Shout out to Dobby. Um, uh, so then we get into the classroom area where they have sectioned off spaces for like potions and defense against the dark arts uh-huh. and care of magical creatures or, 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 or biology. Herbology, yeah, me. didn't have care of uh, magical yeah, wasn't creatures. Care of magical but creatures. well, so they had a whole bigger area for Hagrid's um, Hagrid's, his pumpkin his, patch, his, his patch and his, uh, his, his cabin. Would you call it a cabin? His hut? Yeah, sure. Yeah. Okay. That. Um, which I took a picture next to a scarecrow. Um, uh, I took a lot of pictures and videos. I didn't really post them because they're basically just from my memories. But yeah. maybe I'll post some. I don't. You know, I don't I mean, know. You, you do do what you want. You you did the divination joint. You looked into the crystal ball. Professor yeah, you Trelawney's, didn't. Um, um, crystal you didn't ball. send me that video. I have it. I'm sorry. Okay. I got you. But yeah, we did that. So in the defense against the bark, bark, the dark arts, they had one of those. It was like a um. 
an armoire that was, I guess that's what they call it, right? An armoire yeah. that was supposed to have the bogey, Bogart. Bogart, I keep calling yeah. them bogeys. The Bogart in it. Um, and people could like sit there and do the little like Patronus thing with them. But it was a whole, it was a long was ass a fucking long line. Ass line. So we that. didn't do it. And it was the yeah. only thing that was in that room. Um, we were just like, okay, well, whatever. we just took pictures of the other stuff. Like mm-hmm. it was all the rooms were decorated immaculately yeah, to cool. you know match the tone or you know what you would expect to see in that classroom. Mm-hmm. Um, I think you did like a little potions activity, John, where you yeah. Well, you have to remember um, the ingredients for the potions. Yeah. Uh, and it only gives you, like, a short amount of time to pick everything. I'm like, how Like, if you took too late, to they were like, are you still there? Are you going to quit? And I'm like, no, bitch. Like, damn. <laughs> um, <laughs> just trying to remember. Mm-hmm. And it was it was good to interact with each of the things because um, you could find one of those little golden discs with a snitch. Uh, and if you did the interaction, your house got points. Yep. Of course, everybody picks Gryffindor. So, you know, jump forward a little bit. When you get to the end, they have this thing that tallies up the points. And it was like totally crazy uneven. I feel like Gryffindor and Slytherin are by far and away the two most I don't think so. You know what I think is the two most popular from what I could see? Gryffindor and Hufflepuff. Gryffindor and Huffy? People love Hufflepuff. God damn. Okay. Well, I mean, you know, that's that's cool with me. So so we went through all the classrooms um, and, and saw the experiences there, try to get a couple of house points here and there. Um, and then there was like this whole area of like the greater magical world. Um, and it highlighted a bunch of stuff that you would see in like the new movies, the Fantastic Beasts. Uh, there was like this oh, the little cursed child, yeah. There was yeah, there was a cursed child section. There was like this little area where you could um, be in a, a in a fight with Voldemort um, with your wand. Oh and, yeah, and yeah, that yeah. was a great like, photo op. <laughs> Uh, they had the dragon when you walk down the hallway, like the the the, the dragon from uh, Goblet of Fire. They actually had an area for the Triwizard Tournament. And yeah, we they saw had the goblet. Uh huh. Um, um, that you know the Triwizard Cup. The Triwizard Cup. Mm-hmm. And so was that beautiful. that was really cool. Yeah, it was it was immaculate. We got a picture. Um, but yeah, so and so what happened next? We went into that's this this around the time we got to like Hagrid's hut. And um, there was the Greater Magical World and all of the like magical artifacts and Dumbledore's office, and you could mm-hmm. do the pensieve. I was a little, um, I was a little disappointed that they didn't have like the prop of um, Fox the Phoenix. Yeah, that would have that office. was a that was a mistake. Even if they put it up high, so people weren't like touching it or trying to pluck his feathers or anything like that. Because when I thought about it, I was like, okay, maybe that's why they didn't want people like touching it, or even like or they a could video put it in a case, like how they put everything else in a case. But. Yeah, they. I mean, that was that was definitely a missed opportunity. I feel like every city they go to, there's going to be some stuff that they couldn't really do in the city before. So maybe something like that will pop up in one of the other locations. Maybe not, but that was definitely a missed opportunity. Mm-hmm. But the pensive was cool because you you touched your your wrist to the thing, and then like your picture showed up in the pensive. Yeah, um, it was so nice I, was when cool. you when we were going through the um, the different rooms for the uh, classrooms. There was also one room that was basically or like the way that you were moving through, kind of like going through a flu. Um, and the fireplace looked like uh, the ones where you went into uh, oh, yeah. the Ministry of Magic. Ministry of Magic, yeah. Um, and I wanted to try and get a picture, like, in it. But there were so many people around. We went on a Friday, um, and there was still a whole shit ton of kids. And I was, first of all, I get it because most of the people that have little kids now are our age and grew up when Harry Potter was, like, 
coming out in a big thing so you want to like pass it on to your kids but then i was also like these fucking kids can't experience this and like get exactly from it what they need to get from it what the fuck are they here this shit is for me move but yeah um but yeah so um so there was that and then as we were moving through um as well like when we got to the part where you could duel with uh with with Voldemort basically so it was just the two wands um and you could you know have people on either side of it and it did the little like dueling sequence where the wands were like connecting or whatever um we saw we saw a couple little kids do it yeah I kind of wanted to go and do it but it was just us and I didn't want to ask nobody to take a picture or video of us just so I could hold on to Voldemort's uh wand and be like and hold it in that weird way that he was holding his wand Uh, Ralph was it Fines Ray Fines Fines Ray Fines yeah it is Fines yeah but his Um, his first name is pronounced Rafe is it Ray Fines yeah I'm telling you. Okay, whatever. But um, his, <laughs> his ass. Um, now, okay. So in the real world, I would feel like I would be a Slytherin, right? But, you know, not all Slytherins are evil. Like, it just is what it is. If you're ambitious and, like, calculating and, you know, um, you just have the traits that, you know, I'm a bad bitch and I get what the fuck I want. Like, but that don't mean that you're evil. <clears throat> Like I would be Slytherin, but when we was in that room and they had like the masks and the outfits, like the robes for the Death Eaters, I was like, "That's a badass black outfit." Okay. No, they were like, let's let's not let's not be you know uh, obtuse, you know. Uh, Uh, Like okay, fashion is fashion, right? Like the shit, the shit, the shit look good. Like Corella Deville is a bitch. But the bitch could dress. And let's not forget your your homegirl, Helena Bottom Carter. Oh, who yeah. We saw her wardrobe mm-hmm, and, and mm-hmm. that shit was dope. It was cool. It it was I think you know, it's definitely one of those things where her outfit when I looked at it I was like, Oh, it's not that cool. But it's one of those things where she was wearing it and it was not wearing her because it looked much better on her than just like on a mannequin, which mm. I mean, shit. All right, yeah. girl. Yeah. <clears throat> the mannequin wasn't doing what needed to be done yeah and sometimes i think about it, i'm like damn would i be a death eater because i definitely want to get my snake tattoo on my forearm um going down onto my hand because i want to do basically a half sleeve on both of my arms but from the elbow down as opposed from the elbow up um but yeah so i mean all in all was good the gift store um of it was amazing oh we still have butterbeer that we haven't even drunk i wasn't sure if you bought that or not i wasn't sure if you you bought bought it it or put it back or oh it's in my bag okay yeah it's in your bag but um i I mean but for one thing be prepared it is expensive so i got a shirt which is a slytherin um quitted shirt which is it it, it is really nice and then i also got a slytherin uh basically like crew sweater so it's got the basically the crest on the front and on the back and like scripted words across um across the shoulders um it says slytherin and it's really good quality they're both really good quality they're very beautiful nice 124 dollars for two things and I was about to get that a wand two bottles of butter beer um a magnet <clears throat> Yeah, and as we were going through the line, we were like putting things down, picking things up because I I didn't get um the shirt one of the shirts until we were almost at the front of the line. Um 
and I didn't know the shirts were that much. And like one of the wands was $60. So I still feel like it was worth it. They did have um, limited edition prints there. Um, ones that were signed by the artists who did like all the art and stuff like that uh, within Harry Potter, the movie, like any of the, um, any of the art that you saw that was like print art and stuff like that. Um, that artist did those prints um, for this experience. And then you had some that were signed. The ones that were unsigned uh, are $90. The ones that were signed. And I think it was only, I think they only had 300. And I don't know if it was 300 just for this location or just 300 overall, but 300 and the prints happened to be $300. And I was like, okay, I, I like, not I like, I love me some Harry Potter, but like, I'm not doing that. Uh, especially since, I was not prepared for that shit. Um, and also the Harry Potter store. I know there's one in London and then they had that one that opened either last year or the year before in New York, which we were going to go to, but then they had that huge ass, um, hurricane right around our anniversary. We were going to yeah. go to New York and go yeah. on our anniversary. Now we were very cavalier about it. We were like, Oh yeah, we're just going to show up girl. No, you have to have an appointment. They told us, that their their appointments like months out so they didn't tell so so what what happened was i was talking to a friend about it and she was like oh did you go and i'm like no and then we were talking about it. she was like oh yeah you know you have to get it you have to make a reserve you have to basically make a reservation now the reservation doesn't mean like you're the only person in the store or anything like that it just means you only get certain amount of time quote unquote i don't think they're gonna like push you out but especially during like the height of covid you only have a certain amount of time where you're in the store kind of like what they were doing during brunches and when you're going to dinner where they were like oh yeah 90 minute slots but but they can only have a certain amount of people in the store at the time so you have to get these time slots um and you basically show up they check you in and you walk through the store and stuff like that we just thought we could just show up no girl you cannot and if you don't pre-do it i think actually they were saying you have to like show up to the store and do it um which people were like coming up there right like seven eight like before 7 a.m so i was like damn we were really cavalier about it it probably was a blessing that we didn't even get to go because we would have been put out and upset um about that so but they have the Harry Potter store in New York, um, which is an experience. I watched this person on um, YouTube basically go through the store, um, and it is it is amazingly beautiful um, and just so much cool stuff. And it's also interactive, so that would be a fun like day trip, or if you want to spend a, a weekend in New York and do we're a whole still, bunch of stuff and go, going, um, yeah, going yes. Sure. But the Harry Potter store also has an online store, so for stuff like wands and stuff like that. I was like, I'll probably get it from there because you you can customize them yeah. at the store and at the um, online. So if you want to get your name engraved on stuff, yep. like better jewelry, if you want to get something Harry Potter inspired, but they have stuff that's like minimal and like, you know, just like classy. Like if you wanted to get like a tiny golden snitch neck, a whole bunch of shit. Um, but also you can get, I mean, if you got a special someone in your life and you want to propose to them and they're into Harry Potter, you can get, um, these rings and the ring box is a golden stitch, uh, snitch. Um, I don't think you have to put it in your mouth for it to open, but like, it's Let's very hope cute. Not. It's cool. <laughs> like. Um, but yeah, I was just like, if I want to get that or like an actual, 
uh, robe or something like that for your house, you can get those like embroidered and stuff like that at the store. Like if you're going to pay money, you know, get it customized if you want. But um, the, the gift, the gift shop was really nice. Um, Marshall got me a, a little Slytherin keychain. He got a Gryffindor one for himself. He got a Gryffindor scarf. And then, like I said, I got my two Slytherin shirts. Um, and I'm keeping the bags because they're really cute. And then we got Butterbeer. Yeah, the bags out. are nice. Um, and then, yeah, so I mean, well, essentially, there were so many people there that we, like, you were looking around and I was like, I don't want anything because I, I was being cheap. But uh, I ended up getting in line for us, and you know, you were you were looking around. So while we were in line, we were actually the line went through the whole little shop that they had. Yeah, set but it up. was moving pretty fast. It was moving pretty fast, so we had time to like while we were on in line, like look at stuff and like you know, we found your Slytherin T-shirt while we were in line. We found both of the um both of the uh, keychains while mm-hmm. we were in line, and um, I think I think I got a um a magnet too. Oh, did you? I think I got a magnet. Okay. It's probably downstairs in the bag. Yeah. Then. Yeah, we, we got to look in the bag. But yeah, so overall, babe, what's your um, you know, impression? I mean, you kind of said it earlier. It but... was a great experience on the end, by the way. See, and then we're circling back. Um, I found out about it through Cass and the City. Because she does brunches, but she does experiences and stuff like that too. So if you want to find cool stuff to do, like in I would Philly. follow her on TikTok. Yeah. yeah. Like she's legit. I think she used to. I think she used to be a cheerleader for um, for one of the Philly teams. It was either the Seventy Sixers or or the Eagles. But I think she used to be like a uh, a cheerleader. Cheerleaders the be dope. They so be like yeah, professionals um, and doing all types. Of stuff. She's a kind of ambiguous black girl. Like I think she's mixed, but she's definitely a black girl, um, or more so black adjacent than somebody who's not. Anyways, but um, not that that matters even though we're blurred, so it kind of does, because uh, that would make her blurred. She also put me on to, there's a um, a Harry Potter-themed cafe in, it's like this little town in PA, which is like the name of a man. Like, I don't, I forget. Um, I'll have to go look it up, but we were talking about going there too, because they also screen just like all the time Harry Potter movies, and they have like Harry Potter-themed like drinks and cookies and shit like that. And I think the way that it's decked out is very reminiscent of um very reminiscent of like Hagrid's uh hut or cabin whatever you want to call it um so I'd be I'd be interested to go um because also like the Harry Potter store in New York they have a cafe that has just all Harry Potter themed um drinks you could get you know um pumpkin juice and all this other kind of good stuff I think they also sell alcoholic drinks which mm-hmm, wink wink we love let's yeah. go yeah. let's make haste no um so i mean as far as me like the nostalgia was ultra mm-hmm. uh i really did enjoy the way that they had Frank everything Ocean set reference. up you know um as far as like the detail and actually having like movie props i didn't care for the all of the fantastic beast stuff because i feel like that's still kind of new for me um, it was, overall, but, but, but the way that they had it set up was cute. I think. Yeah, yeah. For you like know, so I'm not, commanders, I'm not like office, it. and I'm going into his, uh, you know? his suitcase. I, I was just less, you know, enthused to look around in those spaces, like as far as some of the OG like stuff. So yeah, that's definitely was most exciting for me. 
But um, yo, I would definitely highly recommend you go if you get an opportunity. Get you some tickets. Take a friend or go with a family member that really loves the uh, the Potter universe because it's it's a great excursion and um, we had a great day. Yeah, and you know, I think you have to set aside. Even though I'm sure she's still making bank off of it, uh, J.K. Rowling and her bigotry. Um, I don't even want to get into that. It's it really. It really grinds my gears, especially because, you know what, just a brief rant, right? I know a lot of people who also grew up reading Harry Potter and we're talking about magical creatures and, you know, just the world that you built, that anything is possible, all these things can exist. Um, and then you are denying other people's existence and the way that they identify themselves and just the way that they would like to be treated and addressed and downplaying their experiences as people. It's just it's like that really shows that cognitive dissonance is a thing because you can hold these really crazy fucking beliefs that have nothing to do with anything right um but then think that you're a good person or say that you're a good person and you care about people um and 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 want to be a champion for people when you're saying essentially violent hateful things um so yeah, J.K. Rowling can suck a dick. Um, honestly, I mean, thank you for your contributions before we knew that you were such a hateful, uh, hateful person. Um, I guess I still got to figure out whether or not I want to totally like disavow her and like <laughs> and and go away from it. It's just it's we ah maybe I'm just being weak, right? You know, oh, it's such a big part of my childhood and I love the stories and stuff like that, but the stories come from a piece of shit, you know? But anyways, uh, besides that, go, I would go. I went, I, I would not say anything to anybody that goes, like go, yeah. it was fun. You will have a great experience. So, you know, there's that. <laughs> Respect, man. I mean, you, you don't, you, you don't, know, you don't have to you gotta apologize take good with the bad. how you feel. Yeah, yeah, you gotta, I mean, this is something that we grew up with, right? So it's very hard for us to just completely disassociate um, from these things where in this 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 time frame that we're in where everyone is socially so much more socially conscious because it's very possible that she was this way the whole time saying the same shit oh, the probably. whole time. And now, of course, people are more conscious and people are more not even going to say sensitive, but people are more rightly so uh, standing up for how they feel and their representation and their inclusivity. Uh, and, and, and this, this universe doesn't have those type of things. People can exist in this universe. So I don't understand why the creator of the universe tries to make these things or, or tries to belittle uh, these type of different people. I mean, we're, we're all, I mean, like here. I said, simple as, as simple as, as it is, it's cognitive dissonance, um, which is also the same issue that racist people have um when dealing with black people and not looking at us as people and so they can justify doing hateful disgusting inhuman things to non-white people um because they don't see them as people but they can still see themselves as good people um holding those two opposing or more 
two or more opposing ideas in your brain at the same time and still thinking that you fall on the side of goodness. But uh, regardless, um, as we said, it was a great experience. Um, and I think that's a good segue because on the same day, we went to go see the Batman. It was a great date day. It was a great date mm-hmm. day. Um, but you know what? Oh, also, if you go, there's a cute little um, pub that's like right down the road called Kite and Whoa, Key. Well, it's it's a it's it's around the corner. It's, okay, it's, it's down the road like and around 10, the corner. Fifteen minute walk. Yeah, but what? That's not. It's not. It was a. It was an okay walk. It wasn't a bad walk. No, it was nice out. So, um, but yeah, called Kite and Key. Um, good food, good drinks. Um, the people that work there, amazing. Um, one of the wait staff was definitely a Potterhead, so I think he was Hufflepuff, and he was saying he was gonna go with his yeah, mom yeah, uh, in April. So, yeah, fun. Absolutely. Well, I mean, it was a great date day. Uh, we went to the Harry Potter experience. We went out for lunch. Oh, pause. Sorry. I no, not actual pause. Pause because uh, my brain was like, "Whoop!" I just got Kite and Key because Benjamin Franklin. And it's yes, around babe. the street from Franklin Institute. Yeah. Y'all, I'd be so slow sometimes. I was like, Kite and Key. I was like, oh, yeah, that's very, like, kitschy and stuff like that. That even sounds like we're going to a place, like, you know, on Diagon Alley or whatever uh, to go have some butterbeer. No, I mean, just both things can be me. true. I know, know, but it just, <laughs> <laughs> it just hit me. Woo, y'all. I'd be yes, slow. We Sometimes it even K. takes years for my brain to like understand things. Around so. the corner from the Franklin Institute. Yeah, who is famous for, you know, discovering electricity with a kite and uh and a key. And the food was good. I heard that story's fake, but still, like well, you know, it just came to me. I was like, <gasps> Either oh, way, we, we got electricity somehow. Divine providence. Just kidding. So but yes, go ahead. Sorry. Well, what, what, what do you want to do next? Do you want to do the Batman spoiler cast or do you want to do the uh, Horizon Forbidden West uh, review? I think, you know what? So that was just kind of a segue because it came to my mind and we did we did do the Harry Potter se- um, experience the same day that we went to go watch the Batman. Um, so just like had a full on date day. However, I think we should go back to... Um, we should go back to you talking about Horizon Forbidden West because that's what we started with. Horizon Forbidden West. Uh, like I said, one of my most anticipated games of the year and one of my most favorite games of last generation. One of my favorite new IPs of last generation with Horizon for uh, or Horizon Zero Dawn. Excuse me. So um, instantly, I will give you guys a rating. I'm going to say a 9.3 out of 10, okay? 9.3 out of 10. Here is why. <clears throat> the game is flawless looking. Um, okay. They have... Did they fix those problems with stuff moving in the wind, but like other stuff not moving in the wind? <laughs> so, so admittedly, it's not a 10 because there were still some bugs. Okay. Um, but the game looks like the visual art direction the the actual graphical fidelity on PlayStation 5 it is smooth as butter i mean butter. it you know the character models everything is so detailed um the new machines there are almost 40 machines in this game which is impressive and um the detail in the machines the character model details all the character models like even even like people just walking around the settlements. This game is bigger. It is it is deeper um, in all of the systems. <laughs> That's a shot. <laughs> <clears throat> <clears throat> <clears throat> 
bigger and deeper. Mm-hmm. But no, so um, outside of the graphical fidelity, I mean, there there are things, there are views in this game that you know are just <clears throat> breathtaking. But it that that's we're we're used to it by now, right? Because Horizon uh, Zero Dawn was such a beautiful game as well. So what did they do? Well, first off, I feel like the world is bigger. Um, it's supposed to be the forbidden west of the area. So this area goes, you know, westward out to Vegas, even further out into the Bay of San Francisco. So we're Mm. in this huge area and it is expansive and there are multiple biomes. And one of the things that I really loved about Horizon Zero Dawn was the sci-fi story, the the high sci-fi concept of this this uh, uh, essentially um end of the world like like a dystopian you know, future. A, th- th- this this future where well i can't even call it dystopian because the world has been essentially recreated by gaia the world has been recreated but it is post apocalyptic okay. there is still evidence and remnants of humanity as we would have known it in the far future maybe a hundred years from now when everything kind of went down but uh the amazing thing for me is this concept of like yo all humans are dead we recreated them through you know genes and 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 cloning and all of this type of stuff and they've come back and they begin to thrive into these simplistic um tribal societies right and 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 you have all the different tribes they have their different beliefs and all this stuff of course our main character aloy she's from the nora tribe which is a matriarchal tribe and over in the mountains of colorado like they actually praise a mountain as their deity and the different tribes have different belief systems and it's really nice world building seeing how that kind of extrapolates into the new game um keep in mind you guys this isn't going to be like a spoiler review for horizon forbidden west uh because i know people are still playing it and i want you guys to be able to enjoy it but there will be some things that i have to talk about as far as the story in and of itself the story is bigger it is more expansive it is more sci-fi uh and i really love that because that that's the part that really pulled me in in the original horizon zero dawn in you know contrast to something at the time that i was playing like um uh, zelda breath of the wild which was excellent but it didn't have that narrative that kept me wanting to move forward in the story horizon forbidden west story is very similar in that way it's not as much of a mystery because like compared to zelda it's a lot more adult themes wouldn't you say um well zelda can get pretty heavy too um but the thing the thing about the narrative or the story of zelda is that it's not it's more obscure like zelda tells a great story eventually if you find all of the little tidbits that kind of put things together it's not so much like hey this is a story mission 
mm-hmm. you can move forward. Here, like you know, here like cut scenes that kind of flesh out. I know you what's hate happening. how I say it, but this is just how I always been saying. The last time I really, really was like into Zelda and was watching it was um Oka. I say Ocarina, but apparently it's Ocarina. Ocarina. Well, Zelda Ocarina at the time. So and then you specifically and in, in purpose. Shout out to Andrew Guype. Used to go over to your house to watch you play it. <sighs> you didn't put Back the, when you was in middle school. You didn't put the what boys' up? whole government. Yes. I heard you're like an archaeologist or something like that now. Go ahead, boy. All right. Heard you um, actually are tall now. You was like five two with me back in us. Just kidding. <laughs> terrible. Shout out to you. <laughs> terrible. But yeah, Andrew, thanks for thanks for exposing My Greek her brother. to uh zelda but yeah so this story is is high sci-fi and they go even deeper into you know what this world or what these people at the time of this world's destruction were willing to do in order to survive um and you know without going into any crazy spoilers please play the narrative of horizon forbidden west it is fantastic the characters are amazing um, we are introduced to some new characters. Zoe is my favorite, the black lady, um, obviously. Mm. Uh, but we have some returning favorites like Aaron of the Asarum tribe, uh, a fellow Nora who followed Aloy out to the Forbidden West named Varl. And everyone is played immaculately as far as the voicing. Uh, some characters that were introduced to, I won't talk about because of story reasons, but everyone is portrayed really immaculately. They did a lot of work in mocap to try to make sure that each conversation had its own personality and each character has their own personality. Um, Aloy is much more animated now. She's much more like you can kind of feel what she's saying. What I would liken it to, babe, that you would um, that you would recognize is the is the physical acting of somebody like pedro pascal as din jaren in the in the mandalorian Hmm, or andrew garfield Mm -hmm. as Mm spider-man there's a lot of physical acting that goes along with the looks that they give and the mannerisms and these feel like much more human conversations as opposed to the first game where two characters are standing there very static um and and just going through their conversations we do still have um very deep conversational uh choices here now of course this is not a spoiler they've already talked about this a lot of the conversation choices that you make don't really have a lot of consequences but i'm okay with that because i like being able to to access information at my own pace in my own way right so there's that um, Silence has returned. Lance Riddick, our boy from um, what's the show on HBO? The Wire. Okay. Uh, and, and and he is playing Silence. He's fantastic. We have new characters played by Angela Bassett and uh, Trinity, Carrie Ann Moss. Um, I, I can't get into much of their specifics for spoiler reasons, but they both play very integral roles. The only thing I would wish is that we saw more of them. But anytime you saw them, it was very powerful and it was very purposeful toward the story. Now, in this game, Aloy's job is to find out why the the, the world is basically killing itself. There is a blight on the land. There is this red pollution that is springing up everywhere due to the degradation 
of the biosphere. Gaia in the first game destroyed herself in order to stop Hades from overtaking all of the other subordinate functions. So there is no shepherd, so to speak, of this new world. Um, and we find out in the first Horizon Zero Dawn that Aloy was created because Gaia had to destroy herself so that there would be a conduit to recreate or create another version of Gaia okay. in the event that the world needed it. And of course, we know that it does. So this quest that Aloy is on is essentially to recreate Gaia or find another version of Gaia, maybe a backup of some sort, we don't know, and to try to get Gaia to uh, fix the world as she is, That's that is her purpose. Now, it becomes in the story very Mass Effect 2-like in a sense that, you know, I, I can't spoil anything, but there are portions where your, com your companions become very important um, and, and you're able to flesh out their backstories a lot more. You guys are able to meet up and, and, and go through things. Suffice to say, the story is a very... Um, satisfying. Okay. So when we talk about the world, the world building here is immaculate. One of the things that I do want to highlight is machine strike, which is a mini game within the world of horizon out in the forbidden West. These tribes have this board game that is kind of like a mix between hearthstone and chess. Um, and they play it, they play it with machines or pieces that are based on the machines that are out in the world and i was just addicted to this game y'all i'm a big <laughs> okay. chess guy so you know collecting all of the pieces chess and club captain yeah yeah President all day all day club. every day um but yeah you you go around and you collect the pieces and uh some pieces are, are are more rare they have different um they have different uh assignments like some like a piece can be legendary a piece can be rare a piece can be like you know common can i do a little bit of an aside since i wrote chess club i'm so sorry <laughs> i remember one time i told one of my co-workers she was a nurse i told her that um that marshall was president of the chess club she was like oh my god my brother too and i was like oh for real she was like yeah he used to also volunteer with a lot of the chess clubs in the city and stuff like that so she was like i'm gonna talk to him about it so she came back and she was telling me she was like she <laughs> she told him that somebody she worked with her her brother was in the um or her brother oh my god oh freudian slip my oh gross her husband me mm, mm, husband mm. um <laughs> i do not have a brother okay i have a sister so it's a weird freudian slip but no way and shape continue. actually brooded Con in incest disgusting but anyways <laughs> Uh, she was like, yeah, I told my brother that my, my co-worker's husband was in the chess club and stuff, and he was asking about it, and she um, she hit me up to ask the school that you went to, and I told her, and she, he was like, oh, chess club in high school? Because apparently he was a chess club in college, and I guess that's more competitive. And when she told me, I cracked up, and she was like, yeah, sorry. I was like, ain't nothing to be sorry about. I was like, that's funny as shit. He was like, mm high school chess club <laughs> the ghetto i was like oh my god and i am throwing his weight around for the chess club <laughs> i was like shit oh i was like damn son we was trying to relate with you but you was just being so classist 
about it. Hey, listen. It was a good I, laugh, though. I, I, I ain't got nothing to say, man. High, high school chess club and college chess club is definitely more uh, competitive. We only went to a few um, a few tournaments I mean, I get it. School. That's the difference between people saying, <laughs> wink, wink, oh, I know how to swim, I can swim, and being a swimmer, a varsity swimmer, Absolutely. which is one of our first Absolutely. interactions. Your shoulders oh, I bet you, I bet you I could beat you swimming. I was like, bitch, I get in the pool right now. I was we were at the pool. Him and his friend John tried to, first of all, one of my first classes at the illustrious Morgan State University was advanced swimming, and I helped teach the other swimming classes for the beginners and stuff and like we that. we had no I idea. didn't even have to go. We didn't know. So, we but, didn't know. We, we came to practice the, the, the swimming. We, we had to, to swim, and we was there to the swim. The lifeguard was like, all right, y'all go. They, they finished. They were like, oh, where is she? Is she still behind us? He was like, she has been out of the pool for minutes. <laughs> We were How mangled. dare y'all? We were, I let we them were, have a head we start in everything. Very mangled. Dis- oh, um, just the arrogance. There was I I bet you there's I nothing I can you. say. I like, there's nothing I can say. Please, sir. There's nothing. Please. I was please. Be my serious. school had a swim team, but, but you were not on. I was. Not I was on, on the swim team. I, I varsityed my listen, first year. We didn't know that. <laughs> This is early in our relationship, like, oh. y'all. We, it wasn't we even a relationship. It was freshman like, year yeah, that like, I just met yeah, this boy so, from Philly. And I was like, wow, the arrogance is real. <laughs> sure, she said let's he's do it. damn attractive, though. Yeah. <laughs> I guess so. But that shit was funny. Boys. That shit was funny to me. That shit was funny to me. Man, it's gorgeous out here. But either way, back to Horizon Forbidden West. You can swim. In Horizon Forbidden West, there are <laughs> See, the underwater, tangents always lead someplace. You know, there are underwater portions that I actually rather enjoyed. Um, I'm really, I really like that they gave the world this, you know, new death, for, mm. you know, lack of a better word. <laughs> and um, you can swim. There are machines that swim as well. So it is a little bit of a dangerous situation. You got to yeah, try to like use stealth. Yeah, they look like dragons or like uh, seahorses. Yeah. Well, not yeah. little. They were huge. They were like Loch Ness type monsters. Yeah, like yeah. um, no not Megalodon because the Megalodon is the That's shark. The shark. Yeah. yeah, you might be. Uh, man, where's Arachno when I need him? But either way, so there are underwater portions which are excellent. Machine Strike is excellent. I love that game. It's really something I will turn on Horizon Forbidden West to play. Just to play? Damn. Just to play it. Okay. Um, and, and, you know, to try to collect more pieces and find out where all of them are, maybe watch some videos. It's awesome. So with that said, um, coming back to my, my score of 9.3, I'm sure that there are things that I forgot about in this review, but... The combat is satisfying. I played it on very hard mode. I played it on the hardest mode that I could because I wanted to make sure I could get the platinum in one playthrough. Because um, OG, triple OG. There are a bunch of things on the map. Um, and I can understand someone who feels like the map is a little bit um, crowded, right? So what I would recommend to people who want a little bit more less or a little bit less handholding is turn off the map icons that you don't want to see if you want to be surprised about walking up on a frost claw and the shit just there looking at you and you're looking at it and then it just gets mad and throws fireballs at you turn it off is that the thing that looks like a woolly mammoth the frost claw is a big ass bear oh, okay now the woolly mammoth is a tremor tusk and that is a motherfucker 
So, uh, once you guys start seeing those motherfuckers, you know you're you're getting a good amount into the game. What else? We talked about the graphics. We talked about the story as much as I could. Machine Strike. Uh, there are plenty of other mini games as well. There's actually like a Mario Kart style racing game <laughs> uh, where you're racing on like chargers, which are you know um, like a the little like, horse things like a horse kind of yeah machine. Uh, so that was interesting. I haven't finished that, but there's also a complete arena mode where you can go in and just fight these escalating scenarios and machines. And sometimes you can use what you have on you, and other times they give you pre-selected builds or or um, equipment, which is amazing. Uh, this game is huge. You know, there's melee pits where you can actually uh, fight. Um, different fighters in the in the pits, so that's a uh, side activity. The, the pits of hell. The <laughs> the, um, the uh the tribal training grounds have made a return, so you can do all that and anything you earn there, you can spend at the melee pits to get like the the best gear. There are workbenches now where you can actually improve your weapons like each weapon tier has a set number of incremental improvements that you can make and once you max out a weapon or armor it becomes very powerful uh even though as some of the legendary weapons they start out really powerful but you can still hunt animals to increase your pouch sizes like just imagine a system that was there in horizon zero dawn and it's deeper and it's more fleshed out here in Forbidden West. And I love the new uh, costumes, the, the the outfits that she has. Mm-hmm. I love the fact that they took the face paint away from, you know, being behind a wall of difficulty because, and they were only really accessible in photo mode in Horizon Zero Dawn. Now you can go to a vendor that will paint your face for you. And there are different, you know, different styles of face paint that you can unlock through side missions. So many side missions, y'all. And the side missions in this game could make a whole game. They're that good. Like, there were some side missions. I'm like, how the fuck is this a side mission? And I'm sure other games have done it. But when we talk about exposition, side missions. When we talk about battles, side missions. When we talk about stakes, side missions. And these joins matter. And I just feel like, I feel like that's one of the biggest improvements of the game. Because for so long, I wasn't even going and doing the story. I was just playing all these side missions that were just so engaging. All these characters that you meet and they really flesh out the world. And it was it's just it's just damn good. It's just damn entertaining content. And remember, like I said, all the characters that you meet are completely detailed and and mo capped and and the, the voice acting is 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 amazing. The representation in Horizon Zero Dawn was excellent. Horizon Forbidden West representation is even better. Uh, black characters, white characters, strong women characters, strong men characters. I believe I even found a trans character as well, a trans uh, a trans man character. Oh, for real? Um, I can't prove that, but I feel like I read it somewhere, and I feel like I came across the mission where you, you know, I'm I, I'm I I don't know, but. I feel like this person is definitely, you know, and and that's cool to me. Like, like non-binary? Like, kind of like, yeah. I like, mean, I don't know. That's a weird inference to make. So, 
Okay. I know for a fact that there is a trans character in the game. Okay, you just don't know whether or not you met them or not. Right. Okay. I will. I prefer. <laughs> I prefer that. I prefer that. Right. <laughs> that like that I'm not going to assume, but I'm, I'm, I'm just saying, like, like, okay, that might be it. It's not overt. You know what I mean? It's not like, hey, you know, I came out. Well, you know, why would it be overt? But but and that's what I'm saying. So, um, the, the people. The representation yeah. is fantastic. <laughs> is, is the point that I'm making. Okay. And cool, it's cool, a cool, big cool. win for uh, everyone. We have a black woman character who is part of Aloy's crew essentially now uh we have a black woman character who is the one of one of the main antagonists she's not spoiler alert she's not the main antagonist but you have to play the game yeah in order to understand i just like i agree with you representation fucking matters whether you have people of color or who are you know non-binary gender fluid um whatever just encompassing everything Mm -hmm. right and not just being the villain although look i like a good sassy you know deliciously unhinged villain myself especially women and i love to see black women play that um but you know let's encompass the whole board right let's have a hero let's have a villain let's have an anti-hero let's have someone who doesn't give a fuck but like it gets to the point where it's like all right i gotta step in even though i really don't care either way because whoever's at the head or the helm of the ship it really doesn't like benefit the people so i'm not into it let's have all of that so i'm glad that they're doing that and forbidden west does have all that good consequently it is it's very you know, like I said, this, or consequently, incidentally, incidentally, excuse me, <laughs> this story is well done. Um, I, I mean, I, I understand that there are people who have, you know, criticized it for some of the characters motivations being off or some choices that they make not quite making sense. And I get that. But it's not enough for me for it to become unhinged. You know what I mean? There's. There's in any sci-fi story going to be loose ends or plot holes or, you know, things that don't quite 100 percent make sense. And that's not me making excuses because some stories are very tightly woven. And this is why this game is not a 10 for me, because it is such a narrative heavy experience. So if the story falters in any way, then I'm going to subtract points, which is what I what I've done. It's still a 9.3. Can I put Um, something out there? Yeah. And I hope, I don't know if y'all just be like perusing podcasts and stuff like that, but I hope y'all hear me because I just as you were talking and we were talking about like different people being like in the diversity and stuff like that. Do you know who I think would be an amazing voice actor within this and that they should fit into here and create a character specially for him? Chiswell Ejiofor. Yeah. Because he was... I mean, he can be typecast, but I think it's because he does this so well. Like he was in that movie. He was in the movie Firefly where he was the guy who was hunting down the girl who was part of that like experiment where they built basically like these um, children soldiers where they um, did something to them where they would activate them being able to kick everybody's ass or whatever. Mm -hmm. And she was like stolen away by her brother who was trying to save her. And he thought he was doing the right thing and stuff like that. And very like a zealot to his cause. But then towards the end, he started to kind of see like what was actually going on and not what just what he was blindly following of what he was told being going on. But the same thing where he is the guy from, um, from uh, Doctor Strange, 
the mm-hmm. the sorcerer who was like, oh shit, not Cassilius, uh, Baron Mordor. Mm-hmm. Who ended up being, I guess, like a villain, but not really. Like he was just going, to, he was going after everybody. Who was I was going to say at this point because he, he was like, "This fuck, isn't like, natural, and yeah. you shouldn't be able to." But it's like, but you're using magic you're using to go magic after people to, to go over. But, but right. just his intonation, the way that he expresses himself as a zealot and stuff like that, just the way that Ver, uh, Verizon. I want to keep on. It's the V's, man. I don't know. I love V's, I guess. But Horizon, um, Zero Dawn, and Forbidden West. Just the way that it's kind of set up and the plot points and stuff. I think he would make an exceptional villain. Someone who thinks that. I mean, all villains, right? They think that they're right. They have their their motivations and their logic behind it. Which, if you if you think in the way that they're thinking, like. It could make sense the same way with Killmonger. I mean, what he was saying was not wrong, but, you know, the ideology and the execution, we weren't very much meeting in the middle too too much. Right. But, well, and some people might say, uh, no, uh, he was doing what needed to be done. But I think, uh, and especially just his voice, too, and like I said, his intonation um like i i think he would make a perfect voice actor for whatever the next iteration of even so spoiler even the thing that is actually the big bad mm-hmm. that is following the, even if he was the voice of that Ooh, right yeah, 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 whoever yeah. whoever makes these games baby yo, put me on the payroll I'm i saying, got ideas i'm saying that, <laughs> no that would be right? something because i don't know how they're gonna do that but if he had that voice right it would instantly be better you're High absolutely five. right <laughs> you're absolutely right that's why we that's why we married. You're absolutely right. I may not be playing video games like that, but I look. I uh, know how to make a good story, baby. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I would highly recommend anyone to play uh, Horizon. If y'all Forbidden do this West. and you don't credit our podcast in me, I will sue the ever living shit. It'd be yeah. funny if there was like, girl, <laughs> bitch, ain't nothing new under the sun. We've been thinking about this, but don't you dare. You heard it here first, folks. Mm. Chitwa Ejafor. Mm. Eh, he fine. So now I will say I've never watched 12 Years a Slave and I never will. I'm mm. so sorry. Mm-mm. I'm so sorry. Mm. But yeah. Other otherwise. Yeah. And I mean, I'm sure that's why they tapped him for it, because they know he was a, 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 a he is a fine good actor i'm not saying fine as in beautiful as in face wise although he i mean face card he got it all day I was gonna say he ain't but <laughs> he ain't a slouch <laughs> even though i think in the the new doctor strange when they showed um glimpses of him they did give him a, a lace front uh lock wig they gave him I they, just, they gave know, they gave him they gave him the, the Idris Elbish, they gave the him the Elba treatment um and remember in uh ragnarok Thor Ragnarok, yeah. where he was hiding yeah. all the uh, people from the, Asgard. The Shamar Moore treatment oh. from, from It ain't that bad. No, I say bad. it's more so the Idris Elba treatment because okay. it's same, you know, same universe. So we'll say yeah. that. All right. I don't know what it is about y'all not being able. So we're gonna continue to tangent. That one wasn't really a tangent because it was still, it was still. You know what? No, it's not because it's still within what we're talking about, right? Yeah, yeah. yeah. I don't know what it is about you, movie studios, and black hair and and lace fronts and just lace fronts and it's peri- not even period just because for any black character moving forward in the mcu hire, put the people from black panther 
on that movie set. But I don't Simple. even know about that. Like, hire these wig stylists that be out here doing the, again, I'm a referencing the 20-inch middle part but that's bust what downs. I'm saying. Hire get, an, Al- an get, Alonzo Arnold, get right? Get the people who did Hire Black the dude Panther to be doing Jada's do hair. Right, I forget. I forget what his name is or whatever. I follow him on Instagram. There are so higher. Um, Jay. I forget what his name on Instagram is, but like there are so many black hairstylists that be what lacing the girls in Black Hollywood. Mm. Because I don't know if you're saying like, oh, for movie magic, it's not gonna hold up. It holds up in real life, and what you're doing right now is not working. I tell you, if you put if you put Alonzo Arnold on your on your team and he shows up in the credits, the people will say, and especially looking at the lace fronts throughout the movie, they will say, "I fucking knew it," because flawless. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. So can can we please? Can we please? Especially Tyler Perry. I know you want to do everything yourself. And luckily, I haven't seen the last Medea movie, but it's on Netflix. Apparently, the lace fronts was on point because Netflix was not here to play. They was like, okay, Tyler, you write it, you produce it, you direct it. But, like, leave the hair to us, please, because the, the people have enough to talk about with your plot holes and the way shit just be don't make sense. And the way that you want black women, especially the dark skinned black women to struggle before they get their due. Um, but please like, just let us take care of it. And I need y'all to let them take care of it. Facts. Well, that's our uh, review of Horizon Forbidden West and um, our rants uh, interspersed throughout. So now, without further ado, I think we can finish up our our date day and um, talk about. All right. So from here on out, y'all, absolute spoilers. This yeah, is yeah, what, yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, hour and eight minutes in, so I can write this down. Oh, what? So you can put it in the, yeah, the description, just you know, in case, uh, in case people want to listen. But don't want the film to be spoiled, you guys. An hour and eight minutes, almost an hour and nine minutes. Spoiler alert! Moving forward, our Batman or our the Batman spoiler cast will begin. Babe, what did you think? highly entertained i liked it i liked it a lot i thought it was great it definitely appealed as far as the cinematography it appealed to me because you know i like that dark gritty moody shit yeah yeah um you know and i think a lot of people made the comparison and i said too like essentially almost the audit well not the audition well maybe especially because like I i would think the filming happened around the time that they were probably shopping around for the batman but tenant was uh, uh Robert Pattinson's audition for like okay bitch like I be acting and I can do these roles which in, which require um action yeah uh, but like just period he be acting like yeah, no I mean I I don't have it's a, a nice tie in too because we saw Cedric Diggory yeah at the Harry at Potter, the Harry Potter exhibit. Um, yep. exhibit and look at him now you know? all grown up apparently that wasn't his first role no. He um I remember I was looking at some of the um interviews that he was doing with Zoe Zoe Kravitz, you know, just like the press tour and they were talking about um like if that was his first role and she mentioned and he was like no, it was something else, I forget, but yeah. Um 
No, it was good. I was very entertained. Um, it was almost almost three hours. Yeah. Yeah, Almost it's three like hours. 255 or something um, like that. I know <laughs> while we were watching it, I was getting tired. Um, I had my little wig on. My head was hurting. I was like, oh, God. Like, I forget something happened. Oh, my new shoes that I was wearing mm. had, was hurting my feet because I hadn't broken them in. And I was wearing them all day. And we was walking around Philly. And I was like, damn. But I stayed up. We had been drinking. Yeah, like, yeah. so I was like, God damn, it was strong. But I stayed up. Well, you more and, than me because I was driving. Oh yeah, but oh yeah, it's true. But no, it was good. I I really liked it, and I liked how they were coming from the perspective of him becoming Batman. Because as we saw in the movie, he was calling himself Vengeance. Yeah, yeah. So the Batman begins in the second year of Bruce Wayne's um, vendetta against the city of or the evildoers of the city of Gotham. Um, and he's a younger, less experienced uh, Batman, but his he's recognized that his best resource is fear at this point. The yeah. movie begins with a really kind of chilling uh, scene where our main antagonist, who ends up being the Riddler, uh, played by Paul Dano, is casing out the mayor's house. Now, in the beginning, you think like, okay, maybe this is like a young flashback, Bruce yeah, 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 yeah. or you know, his parents being murdered. No, they subvert that expectation immediately because this is indeed the Riddler murdering the mayor of Gotham, mm-hmm. um, grotesquely uh, in his house. So then we come to understand that Jim Gordon, played by. He's the guy from um, from Westworld. Yeah. Oh, God, I'm going to be so upset. I can't think of his name. Uh, Jeffrey Wright. Uh, Jim Gordon, played by Jeffrey Wright and Batman, already have this, like, alliance Is he a British going. actor? Find out. I'm uh, not sure. Okay. He could be. Um, but, yeah, so Jim Gordon and Batman already have this alliance going on because Jim Gordon brings him to the crime scene and, because – the Riddler has left a note Ooh, for Batman. He's from Washington, D.C.? Yes, DMV. Get your boy. Get your boy. Okay. So uh, so we start to see immediately in the beginning of this film how much of a uh, detective caper this is going to be. And they maintain that throughout most of the film uh, because Batman is called to these crime scenes because the Riddler is essentially playing with him. He's essentially leaving these clues for him so that he can find out what's going on. Batman uses fear to help control the the, the, the baddies of Gotham. But now we have this 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 serial killer on the loose in the form of Riddler. Uh, he murders the police chief next after the mayor. And he's got this list and there's nothing people can do. So every time something happens, Jim Gordon and Batman are at the scene and he leaves Batman another note or another riddle. So it gets I'm not even going to say it gets convoluted, but essentially the Riddler is trying to reckon Gotham for its role in the uh, conspiracy to use a large endowment from the Wayne family that is supposed to renew the city and how the mayor and all of the, the main politicians of the city have then taken that 
got rid of a mob boss, put another mob boss in charge who is basically the shadow mayor, and they're pumping greed um, uh, and, and, and drugs into the city. Mm-hmm. The Riddler has solved this conspiracy and is essentially a vigilante. Mm-hmm. Yep. Taking out the people who were responsible which i think is a good um the way that they built that up is a good mirror showing you you know you can really go either way um so as we were you know talking about the different paul dano um jeffrey wright and you know the people who are in this movie and stuff like that as we were going through i did notice like a lot of people which was like okay these little easter eggs like when um so in the beginning where we're building up like the batman being vengeance and talking about you know keeping people in check with fear um they had the little group of people who were all dressed up basically like um, the fault fo- well not basically like the followers of the Joker, Joker. Yeah. with the face paint and stuff. We had that one young boy who I guess you know he hadn't got jumped into the gang yet. Yeah, He's the boy, boy from your yeah boy. the boy from uh, um from Titans, Titans. yeah. Drake. So when I saw him, I was like, okay, completely uh, Jay, unrelated. Like Kur- like Kurgo, I was like, okay, so are we tying this shit no, in? No, but he's then just, he's just a street. Youth. Also. I feel like there's a lot of people who are in this where it's like, okay, we're getting two checks. We're getting checks from DC and we're getting checks from Marvel because there's also Barry uh, Keegan who plays um, the guy from uh, Eternals, Druid. Druid. Oh, Druid is in this? Yes. He's um, Officer Stanley. Okay. Is the, the one with the mustache? I think so. Officer Stanley something. Okay. Um, Good for Druid. Yeah. But no, when I was looking through, I was like, what the fuck? Uh, Yeah. So there's a lot of people. You got Andy Serkis. Absolutely. um, Which, I mean, easy for him because in um, uh, Black Panther, he was murdered by Killmonger. So, but yeah, like Andy Serkis as Alfred. Yeah. But I mean, he was murdered in Black Panther, but there is a, there is a multiverse now. Okay. Well, true. So, you know, who knows who could come back? Uh, especially with the multiverse of madness right around the corner in mm. May. Uh, man, I'm, I'm excited for that film. Um, so, babe, let's talk about your favorite characters, right? Uh, I think that there's a lot of conversation going on uh, because there were a couple of different um, narratives happening within this movie simultaneously. Mm-hmm. They kind of all converged towards the end, um, particularly what I'm speaking of is the uh, subplot with uh, Selena Kyle and her and her heritage, yeah, um, coming you know kind of full circle with the main you know shadow mayor mob boss Carmine Falcone, yeah, um, being her father, yeah, right. So let, let's talk about characters. Like, how did you feel about Batman? How did you feel about Bruce? So I will say kind of just, and I've been thinking about this for a couple of days because we were watching, I forget what the name of that guy is with like the dark hair who does the reviews. On oh, YouTube Jeremy Johns. Yeah, yeah. So my boy. I do, I do be liking his reviews. Um, I had a little bit of a, not an issue per se, but maybe an issue. Um, I was, I was leaning the other way with him saying like, he did not like how, dark and brooding well not dark and brooding because that's just bruce wayne period but like i guess more so emo 
that this Bruce Wayne is because he was like you know Bruce Wayne and Batman he was like the same person right just dark and brooding and he wasn't like the Bruce Wayne that we're used to like Bruce Wayne is out here being like the the billionaire philanthropist and he's very charming and he's a playboy and stuff like that where you get that difference between him and Batman where people wouldn't be like oh that's fucking Batman where he was like yeah if someone asked me like who fucking vengeance and I'm like oh Bruce it's probably Bruce Wayne. Like we don't <laughs> right, even right. ever see that. We don't ever see that nigga. We got time, uh, like, yeah. uh, vengeance out here running around doing shit. Like it's probably Bruce Wayne. And I get where he was coming from, but I'm like, I feel like this is essentially the origin story, right? Yeah. This is before Bruce Wayne had his awakening that what you're doing and the way that you're going about it is not the right way. You need to fix how you're doing it because at this point, he was liable to go down the road of killing people like i'm the batman or i'm vengeance and i and i fucking kill people if they need to be killed rather than you know how else how how he continues to do things which i still don't think is the right way like um i remember we saw we saw a tiktok or a central tiktok where they're talking about how wonder woman was so badass and she was like i know how to fix the problem uh kill him and it's done we don't have to worry about you know this problem resurfacing and i'm having to deal with the same villain multiple times like i'm gonna crack his neck and that's it and people are like oh god damn what you can't do that and she's like why not (laughs) i'm essentially a god (laughs) right who can check me bitch if your name ain't superman you can't check right but I think we're still in that budding stage of it. He has not developed his character yet. Like, and, and I thought that that was the point of the movie because he's not Batman yet. He becomes the Batman and everybody's alluding to it and talking about it when they're saying, you know, um, you know, what's a, what's a rat with wings? And we're like, Oh, a pigeon. And it's like, okay, girl, are we being deliberately obtuse? But okay, whatever. Cause we haven't, cause he hasn't decided to call himself the Batman, even though he has the fucking symbols still going up in the, in the air. I was like, it makes sense because he's still a young man. He's not that Bruce Wayne yet. We've set up the fact that he's not even taking part in the board meetings and stuff. Alfred is basically running everything. He hasn't gotten to that point yet. So it was a good point that, what's his name again? Who? The YouTube reviewer. Oh, Jeremy Johns. Jeremy Johns. So it was a good point that he made to a certain extent, but I also thought we're not talking from a place of informity, right? Because the movie is setting up, he is not the Batman yet. He is still a young man who was still dealing with, oh, my parents were these good people who were killed for no reason, where it's like, okay, there were some reasons. Now, we're throwing in some doubt as to, um, you know, whether your your father was ambiguous or, you know, good versus evil. But we, we get a little bit of clarity in that regard towards the end. But he's still just off of a grieving, almost basically a grieving child. I mean, he's a man because I hate to. Uh, so just as far as society, I hate to call someone who is over the old, over the age of majority, a boy, yeah. especially when we're talking about white men. I hate to say it, but we're not calling you boys when black men are men from before the age, before being in their teens. Yeah. 12, um. 11, so you're a, you're a man. Yeah. You're acting like a boy. You're acting immature because just biologically you're we have found that brains don't stop developing and being fully mature until you're 25 so there's that but you're a fucking man but you're still acting all emo and stuff like that because you can't go over the grief of your parents passing so he has not gotten to the point yet 
where he knows he has to distinguish his persona between being Bruce Wayne, the billionaire philanthropist who is all into tech and stuff like that and very charming and can get into any room and is a playboy and Batman, the dark brooding, you know, man of the night who, uh, who enacts vengeance, but is not vengeance as a moniker, but is, is Batman. So I, um, that was one thing I, I usually agree with a lot of his breakdowns, although there are a lot of times too, where I'm just like, okay, that take is a little bit, you're not taking into account everything. I think every, every now and again, he'll say stuff and there'll be little things like that where I'm just like, but are you looking at the big picture? I think not. I think you're hung up on whatever your preconceived notions are Mm -hmm. of this character, especially when we're trying to establish almost a new universe right of this is because we got to get away from christian bale we got to get away from um ben affleck this is the new batman right well we're we're restarting to to a certain extent and well this universe has nothing to do with the larger dc universe um which is one of the things that kind of annoys me about whenever we get a great batman movie it's like it's completely isolated I feel kind of the same way as Jeremy Johns with this consideration that you pointed out, babe. Like, okay, this is a young Batman. He hasn't quite figured out that balance that he can affect the city's posterity from both sides. But right? I think it's it's refreshing, right? Because whenever you see Batman, anytime you see him in an iteration of cartoons, the old um, shows or movies, the things that we've been seeing in our generation that is more contemporary, you always see him as him. He is established. Yeah. He is that billionaire philanthropist yeah. who gets bitches. Like, this is him at we'll say 35 going into 40 or whatever. Like, he is a man. We're seeing him before that now. We're seeing how do mad. we get there? I'm not mad. I guess what I'm saying is that I feel similarly to how Jeremy Johns feels in the sense that, yes, I don't feel like we saw Bruce Wayne at all in this movie. I don't I don't feel like we saw Bruce Wayne at all. Even at the funeral, he was literally Batman in a Porsche. Like he's, you know, he doesn't have that distinction. He, he hasn't, he hasn't sought or found that balance that i think he actually comes to the understanding of or the uh the 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 awakening moment that yo i need to be yeah and i'm not and i'm not saying it's not which is why for me if there is a sequel that's when i'll be able to judge batman's characterization characterization or bruce wayne's characterization more because then it will be obvious that like hey this was intentional the first movie i wanted to be able to display him at this point in time and this snapshot of where he is mentally emotionally psychologically but this next movie he's going to progress right i mean i i so i get where you're coming from well yes and i think anybody who would be looking at that would be looking for that right but so to me Right, just to me. So so I get what you're saying. Uh, valid. Definitely what Jeremy Johnson was saying. Valid. But I think... I don't think that they did too much in the way of saying we... The viewers are smart, right? Yeah. Our audience are smart. We are coming from the position of you're not dumb. You're smart. You can infer this. And we're saying... I mean, clearly... I mean, uh, Robert Pattinson isn't a young, young. I mean, he's a young man because he's like our age. So I'm not about to say that I'm old, but like he's a young man, but he's not at the same age as the other Bruce Wayne's that we've seen. And so we're saying, 
Do you think he had it all together the whole time? No. I mean, and still going into when he goes into his persona of Batman and the older man, you're like, sir, yeah, you still this, unhinged, this personality man. split, <laughs> this personality split, you have issues, right? That you need to work out in therapy and you, you, you know, uh, justice for Gotham in it around town and beating up low level uh, drug dealers is, is, is not the therapy that you think it is. But, um, yeah, I, I enjoyed it and i feel like i realized it for what it was um and i did not uh miss you know what we would think of as the traditional personality traits of bruce wayne versus batman because i feel like at a certain point when we were looking at it and i started to understand i was like okay this is that singular point in time where we where where he's transitioning from vengeance into batman yeah and so we're seeing him come into being batman the maturity yeah right and and i can appreciate that which is why i still enjoyed it but as someone who does enjoy that duality of batman like i for me i think that's cool i think it's cool that you know, you can be a hard-hitting vigilante at night and get up in the morning and go to a board meeting and and date, you know, the prima ballerina and, and have these lavish lifestyle, but it all being, you know, essentially a match. Like, I, I, I think that that duality of his characterization as a character really completes Batman for me. I mean, so, obviously, but we're also talking about like white privilege. Like, I mean, when people well, say like that's Batman superpower, but, but, but we're not there yet. We're building and I, up and to I it. understand that, but we just saw a whole three-hour movie where we didn't see it at all. I mean, but I appreciate that because if they had gone what an hour and a half into it, and suddenly he had this just epiphany no. and this pivot into that, and, I'd and that's like, what, what I'm is saying. This? For me, it's not, it's not, it's not a bad grade. It's an incomplete. It's just, hey, I would like to see his his evolution now. Okay, because well, I disagree. We saw we saw him at a in a, in a, in a snapshot in time, right? Yes, and but I would fine. say that the snapshot in time, it had to be that complete movie. And I think, luckily, I've heard that the reviews have been really good. Yeah, so you're, yeah, we're yeah. probably going to go into being like a we sequel hope. or the next iteration of the of the movie with him, you know, coming into his own, probably listening more to Alfred, mm-hmm, um, mm-hmm. you know, getting into actually having a, a cover story or persona right. that's going to be like, like, is vengeance Bruce Wayne? Right. Like, <laughs> you know, like changing it up or whatever. I feel like we'll we'll see that because and like I said, the audition was tenant. Because in tenant, you saw he was charming as yeah. fuck. And that's and I think that's part of the other thing where it's like, okay, we're choosing Robert Pattinson as Batman, as Bruce Wayne, at on the heels of of Tenet because I felt like in Tenet he showed that he could characterize that duality mm. right but then in the Batman you don't display any of it and it's and it's and I understand like I'm not mad at you, you who know feel like amazing. it's fine it, I'm not mad at Jeremy Johns who feels like it's incomplete I just fall a little bit closer onto the Jeremy Johns uh, perspective of hey great I love this year two version of Batman I'm not saying I don't like it I love it actually 
but I am excited to see him mature and come into those white privilege powers. So what I would say is I didn't get that from him, right? From Jerry Jones. What I got from him was that it was a, um, a criticism of it and not a, we didn't see this here. I'm looking forward to see it. In My the next stance movie. isn't as hard as Jeremy okay. Johns. Like, okay. I still enjoyed it immensely. I still enjoyed his characterization. I see what they're going for. Mm-hmm. I appreciate that. I get it. This is a Batman we haven't seen. Okay. Right? So I appreciate that. Well, on that note, and slightly a tangent, because mm-hmm. we were talking about how him being uh, charming and things like that and, and having that gravitas mm-hmm. in Tenet, um, I would. It would be cool to see John David Washington and even Denzel Washington. If for if we could, I know he would probably hate it because I know he would want to not be, be more associated son, yeah. than what he is with yeah. his father. But if they were both in it, like maybe John David Washington being like a cop or somebody that is um, on the same side or working with Batman, working with Robert Pattinson, and then Denzel Washington being like a villain or something like that. Honestly, oh my God. I wouldn't mind I wouldn't mind seeing more movies, whether in the same universe or not, with Robert Pattinson paired with John David Washington. I thought they were oh yeah excellent the, together the chemistry yeah. was, was great like d- d- don't i don't even need to get no context necessary this person starring this person starring i'm there mm. tenant was fantastic it was. that 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 is a bit of a tangent though let's talk and about funnily enough coming from someone who did the other the you know the dark knight right from, so yeah, yeah i mean just meta all over the well place. even My though God. even though christopher nolan's no longer with uh wb um, I know, I but I'm just saying, right. like, it's right. funny that we're You're saying right. that. Right. Right. Like, think, I, there is nothing new under the sun. All things connect. Yes. We're basically all just a part of a hive mind and we don't know it. <laughs> How did you feel about Zoe Kravitz's Selena Kyle? Um, I, if she were to come back within this universe and in any of the other iterations, I am interested to see her development i think it it was the same thing right so so there's my perspective right because i would love to see um catwoman Mm -hmm. as this badass thief who gets in gets out and is just like you know just i mean we still saw like the sexual energy and the I'm like a bad bitch energy coming from her and stuff like that. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. But I think the whole cat burglar thing and just being like, you know, you you'll never catch me. I just I you know, I use my 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 charming disposition to get out of things all the time or whatever. We didn't see that here. And I was looking to see her basically be the 21st century version of Eartha Kitt's mm-hmm. Catwoman mm-hmm. Um, mingled a little bit with uh, Michelle Pfeiffer's um, I love you Halle Berry but I'm sorry you're a non-factor well that that movie <laughs> that movie was essentially a non-factor yeah it's, but I mean, um, well that's what I mean but like I, I just wanted to see all of that in that and it wasn't there Again, so here we go with the perspective. So, you know, I'm seeing where you're coming from with the with with Batman and Bruce Wayne. Um, I thought there was a there was a there was a lot to be left desired, but I did not dislike her take so far. I agree. Um, but but I, I, 
I guess I'm. I guess now I have perspective. I mean, even Anne Hathaway's side. was a little bit more. Here's why Anne Hathaway's was a little bit more realized, right? Because we had a Bruce who was a little bit more realized. That's true. We were able to see them outside of costume doing things yes. high society and flirting and wink winking with i i i, I very I know much who suspect you are. right who you yeah are, like, right and i i always come back to that scene where they're like i think they're dancing or they're talking and she was talking about like how you know trying to make make her seem like she's high society and he like subtly but not so subtly um brought her back down to her place where she was like oh yeah you know uh, basically talking about like summering in um abiza where people say abiza but he let her know that like if you really have class if you really know about um languages and things like that and we're talking about quote-unquote i-b-i-z-a in in spain ibiza as it's spelled but because of spain and the way spanish people spanish, would say yeah. it, it's ibiza because we're talking about the castilian the castilian list come through which we talked about come through. I, i'll talk yeah. to you about that yeah. where the difference between spanish spain spanish and the rest of the world spanish she pretty and smart <laughs> you know i know a little bit of something something about languages i've, I've i have dabbled in a lot german french spanish latin a little bit of Italian, you know. <laughs> I'm a bit of a polyglot. Not really. I'm I'm not really fluent in any of them anymore. But he was like, oh, they were talking about it. He was like, oh, and by the way, it's pronounced Ibiza. And I was like, oh, you better tell him about the Castilian bro- called list. Her, called her a bitch <laughs> he to said, her face. Uh, it's not no soltros, orvo soltros, baby. It's ustedes. Called her a broke but bitch yeah. to her Basically, face. Basically, he was but like, yeah. "Girl, if you gonna, if you gonna try and you know hobnob with a higher society, you can't be out here saying Ibiza." But that's Ibiza. that's why we were able to see that side of that cat mm. because she. I mean, they they're gonna play off each other. I would love for in the sequel for it be a few years past. Catwoman comes back from Bloodhaven. You know, more realized as a cat burglar and more realized like, you know, like instead of Batman being able to just sneak up on her, like she was like, I know you're there. I mean, but you would tell that it was very much so like the beginnings because she didn't even have a real mask. It was just like a half of a ski mask with the eyes cut out. So, uh, I mean, I guess I I guess I understand where you're coming from now. You understand Mm. where I'm coming from Mm -hmm. now because it's just like, you know, I enjoyed her characterization and it's just, you know, I, I. like I was I did not like those nails. I was like, mm, this movie is dirty. so contingent <laughs> on a sequel for me mm. in some ways. Like I enjoyed it for its runtime. We'll get into more characters. Colin Farrell as the penguin. I did not realize that Colin Farrell was the theater. penguin yeah. until no, I asked you in the theater when the credits were rolling. What, he was, was is it that Colin Farrell? Yeah. I don't know. I was like, yeah, that was him. It wasn't no. It wasn't even in the theater. It was afterwards where we were looking at. Um, we were looking at. Uh, oh, Jeremy John's video. I don't know if it was Jeremy John's video. Well, no, video? I was looking at Hot Ones. Oh because, yeah, because um, Colin Farrell was on Hot Ones and he was talking about. I was like, wait, he was in the Batman. I was like, oh shit, he was the Penguin. And I asked you, and he was like, yes. So I thought that was great. I didn't even know it was him. Then he was acting. I thought he had a great subplot too, as far as the fall of of Carmine Falcone and and, and basically taking advantage of that. him being 
basically next up and they're going to go through that in a in a series on hbo max okay cool so he's getting his little he's getting a little you better get them coins yeah you know what i mean uh i thought he played that really well i thought the interplay between him and and robert pattinson's batman was excellent as Mm -hmm. well because he's just like a classy gangster you know what i mean he's just like hey why 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 are you beating people up let's just go talk i don't (laughs) know know like classy i thought he was a little like he was still kind of underbelly. I think he was someone who was trying to aspire to class, um, but didn't really have it. Especially the way that he was talking to. I was like, oh, that accent. Like, that was definitely, like, it was the quote-unquote, and don't fight me, because I know how you girls like to tussle. Uh, but I thought it was very much like the New York version of, like, a Cockney accent. Okay. You know, like, the people, like, not even just New York, because even here, I know it's here, too, the people to be saying use use guys well, and stuff like that you can't tell south philly people nothing um they're, they're and again don't fight me because yeah. i know like i know how you like to tussle but yeah that that type of thing um but i like that i like that someone who's coming from there and then trying to who's Attain aspiring yeah, status, yeah 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 especially because yeah. you're talking about i have this club and i have this club within a club and i'm wearing these you know three-piece suits and you know you you can't help your body type but like the way that you're wearing them they're more so wearing you more than mm. you wearing them um I liked how when him and com- uh, what well, at this point not Commissioner Gordon right. but soon to be Commissioner Gordon, I guess um, how they they uh, yoked him up and they had him all like zip tied and shit and it left him and he had to like waddle out and he yeah. was like oh you motherfuckers and I was like oh it's the penguin waddle ah the penguin got him but um in that vein I would watch Hot Ones with Colin Farrell it was good uh. It- he just as a person i just it was a good interview like just seeing him talk and stuff like that i was like okay am i attracted to this i mean not even to say that colin farrell is a gorgeous man and he's aging pretty gracefully we all know when he was in his younger days so like "Mm, girl but um his personality was great Go, go watch the interview it's good it's good and it makes you like him a lot cool yeah so go watch him in batman and then go watch him in hot ones i enjoyed his characterization how did you feel about andy circus as um alfred the couple of scenes that we got him i liked it i i mean i wasn't wowed by it i liked that they kind of changed it so that he was an ex um, an ex uh, military military kind of like guy for Britain or, or something of that nature and he actually trained Bruce yeah um, so you know he taught him how to fight and then they had like this this extra help lady around the house named like Dory or something like that who uh, is new um, but you know I thought I thought that he brought a really good presence to Bruce and kind of having him in the back of his head and you know we didn't see Alfred that much but he was you know cracking ciphers and you know he's he's definitely the support for Bruce and Bruce had to after he almost got blown up come and be like yo I appreciate you because like you shooting me straight like you telling me what it really is and Bruce was like you know he had that realization like yo I've been mistreating Alfred kind of mm. you know what I mean um who else uh Jim Paul Gordon. Dano was great Oh yeah, Paul as a thriller. I thought so as well. I mean, he was more like the Zodiac killer. You know, people have you've heard that comparison, but his Riddler, I liked his the take of the Riddler. Yeah. Um, I don't like Paul Dano's 
face. <laughs> but I think that's why he plays villains a lot. What other villains has he played? Um, he he plays a lot of people that are like either villainous or like kind of like not. I won't say the an- well, yeah, or like the anti-hero kind of thing. Um, I don't like his face. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Funnily enough, tying it back, he was in Twelve Years a Slave, <laughs> so pretty sure he wasn't anybody great in yeah, that uh, as a white bond. Yeah. But yeah. yeah, no, he's in a lot of stuff. Okay. Uh And he 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 does just have that face. Um. But I just uh, which makes sense. But I did. He's got a punchable face. I yes, guess you would say. Very. But um. No, I like him as an actor. Um. I think he did a great job. Mm-hmm. I definitely liked where it was like you know you had this man who thinks he's very smart he's got his you know whatever mental hang-ups fucked up shit that's going on with him but even but towards the end and even when you think that he figured it out he can't see the forest for the trees no yeah because because here we have uh batman coming to see him in arkham asylum and he keeps saying bruce wayne bruce wayne and, and he just sitting here like damn like the nigga knew this shit the whole time even though bruce wayne was one of his targets uh again spoilers i mean shit we're, we already did a yeah right yeah. uh and then he was like we got all of them except for bruce wayne and then he realized he was like oh, this nigga don't know don't know who i am <laughs> and it's like even though it is blaringly obvious. I mean, it's blaringly obvious, I think, to the audience, of course, because we're in on the joke. Yeah. But the way that everybody else didn't know it, it's just like, okay, fine. But it was it was funny when he got that realization. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, I, I really did enjoy uh, the Riddler here. I mean, just they did a great job just kind of updating him yeah um you know the fact that he has like this ghost website where he you know collects followers and he you know basically influenced them to become terrorists um and you know they were talking about what guns they were gonna get it was all very kind of scary actually like when you look at the overall like meta-ness of something like that and the possibilities of it happening but for the narrative that they were telling i thought that it was very apt um i'm excited to see or i'm interested to see who is because we saw at the end when the riddler is in arkham um and he Joker's made a friend yes yeah um the joker who who is the joker now i'm looking at the cast list mm-hmm. and they have max carver and charlie carver and they have them the the twin brothers as to be announced so i wonder if they are playing the joke that sounds like the name that i've read um but this this is one of those roles that can easily be recasted if if the joker ends up playing a i don't know anything that they've been in before they may be newcomers matt reeves is the director so i mean he might have had some folks that he wanted to kind of give an opportunity or one of them was in ratchet that uh show with um uh nurse ratchet the show with uh sarah paulson okay um yeah i don't know anything about their acting chops so i have to be honest i don't know if i'm really looking forward to if they do play or if one of the two brothers just been so overloaded with joker um for even from 2008 with heath and you know losing him tragically 
But then you know we've had we've had recently, which we still need to see the Joker film with, with Joaquin, uh, Joaquin, mm. who we both love as an actor. Mm, yeah, he's an amazing um, actor. He's I think personally in his personal life he's a weird man, but <laughs> he's but. got a good head on his shoulders though because he does advocate. He does advocate. He does. Oh, you're talking about being like a an ally yeah. towards he, he, black he, people he and minorities, advocate. but. Uh, either way, I, I could take or leave a Joker in the second one. I think that there's quite a few feasible um, foils for Batman in a in the next film. Uh, if not, Catwoman outright, because she's given him issues for 80 years. Uh, right, but they were never really enemies, enemies. Which I always found, just like, okay, so we're just going to let, uh, quote unquote, double entendre, pussy get away with shit Every but time. we beating up drug dealers on the Every corner time. like fucking Every puncturing time. their lungs and shit putting Every them in the time. hospital like okay how did you feel about She's stealing millions of dollars worth of merchandise but we gonna knock a nigga out for dime bags <laughs> how did you feel about the bat suit and the batmobile that chase scene but see technology? i thought that that was that built up the this is new he is getting into being the batman because with the batmobile he revved that shit up and then it was like grr, grr, grr. and then he had to rev it up again for it to go because it was like all right it was, it was all home done yeah yeah they, like it they... didn't fully start the first time and i was like ooh, embarrassment uh this is embarrassing <laughs> emotional damage <Aren't> you embarrassed <laughs> um I, I love that take. Um, I, I love the cinematography of the chase sequence. I thought it was really exhilarating. Mm-hmm. Um, his technology, his bat suit, seems to just be like a big ass Kevlar like vest because he's taking I mean, shotguns yeah, to the was, chest. I was about to say he was getting like, hit with getting, shotties, like the fuck, you know, bulletproof and all this other type stuff. So I think I like this the little is, contact things. Yeah, his 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 eye his eye recording those technology. Those look like those are very uncomfortable to put in your eyes. They though. do, but I mean, you can you can play back everything that you see. So I mean, great job. Uh, yeah, I mean, I don't I don't know that there's too much more that I could cover about this film. I would I would definitely give it a a strong nine out mm-hmm. of ten. Um, I would say this is a great place to stop. Um and, um because we basically covered the whole thing. We will be talking about this more in depth on a podcast with our producer for our other podcast with the pop break, Alex. Um, so that the podcast that we do over there is blurred watchers. Yeah. Um, so uh, what's the name of the, sh- we will be on cinema Joe's mm-hmm. podcast uh, with Alex and Justin and Noah. Uh, just in a few days. Yes. So, you so guys we'll get definitely. This one I know we'll definitely go more in depth because yes. Alex is super organized. Um. On so and this is a runny thing. So on Blurred Watchers, uh, pretty much every episode we name drop him. So yeah. it is fitting that we should name it's drop him coming here. Over to blurred, I was thinking about life it. With my wife now. Exactly. Because yeah. um. So Mar, my husband, hit me up the other day. He's like, okay, we're doing Blurred Watchers tomorrow at this time. And I was like, oh, okay. He's like, I'm just trying to be the Alex of our podcast. I was like, ah. That's so funny. So here you are, Alex. I don't know if you listen to this version of our podcast, but you're being name dropped over here too. Got a lot of stuff. Like legitimately, I don't know what it is. Sometimes you just meet people, which we haven't even really actually 
actually met him. But this will be like, our first time. That's my home. Well, not first time. It's not like we're meeting him in person. No, I Everything mean this will like, be our first time being on like a like a like a like a podcast mm-hmm. situation. Like and I feel so bad because the last one we were gonna do was gonna be about Doom, but I got sick, so I couldn't do it. Yeah. But um, I'm so glad that we're, we you know got another shot. Thank you for giving us another shot, Alex. But yeah, that's like that's low key my homie, right? Mm-hmm. Like mm-hmm. just good vibes. Mm-hmm. So, but yeah, we'll be over there. So. If you want to hear more, definitely more in depth. He is way more organized. I'm sure he's going to rein us in because we go on these tangents. <laughs> but um, please, 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 please listen to that. We'll yeah. definitely link it on um, Marshall's Twitter, my Twitter. I'll probably throw something up on Instagram. It'll be in the description below as mm-hmm. well. Uh, mm-hmm. So you guys can check that out. Hopefully in the next few days. Um, we're a couple days from recording right now. So uh, use this as your primer. And then when you're done... Yeah, because it's gonna be it's gonna be totally focused on that. Yeah. Yeah. Otherwise, uh the Batman was awesome. Got anything else for us, baby? No, that's it for me. Um we start well, we started watching um um We're All Is it We're All Dead? All of us are dead. All of us are dead. Yes. Um I like it. Uh we're gonna it's... be covering it on the next episode of Blurred Watchers. Okay. So yeah. We'll talk about it there because we we really just just start watching it. So, yeah. um, but it's on Netflix. You know how Netflix does; all the episodes are out. So, if you want to watch it, and then the next time you know we talk about Blair Watchers, uh, go over to the pop break, and you can have a conversation with us uh, and see if you agree with our takes or not. Absolutely. All right. Uh, well, you know, you guys know where to find me uh, at Mr. Okami underscore seven on Twitter at the Marshall LP on Instagram. Uh, on my Twitter, you can find the link tree where you can find all of our all of our content offerings, including the Patreon, where we do try to post things a little bit early. We're going to get back into oh, yeah, and it. our Teespring, too. And our Teespring, as well as far as the merchandise, Black Women Are Ethereal. Anything else that you may have there, my black is beautiful and so is yours. Um, where can I find you? Uh, Neo Queen Celine on yes. everything. Yes. And I don't want to um, elaborate on what that means. So any social medias you can think of. You probably will find me there or not, but if so, it will be Neil Queen Celine. Uh, luckily, nobody else has taken that, which I thought I find to be funny and a missed opportunity for a lot of people uh, who may be named Celine. You are original. <laughs> you know, girl, tree set up. Original. All right, y'all. Well, we will uh, be with you again soon. As far as blurred life with my wife goes, I am going to Alex the shit out this podcast. So. Uh, we'll definitely be back soon discussing anything and everything blurdy with you and uh, continue to join the conversation. We'd love to get uh, hear back from you guys. And if you need anything, you know where to reach us. Otherwise, deuces. Bye. <laughs>